Welcome to the Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Freire, and I'm here to help you find, retain, and develop entrepreneurial leaders within your organization so that you can have a thriving business. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Entrepreneur Podcast. Today, I have an awesome guest, Drew Brucker. He is the VP of Growth of Lasso. It's a seed stage technology company. He's a published photographer, loves to read, loves to work out. But I think his his new favorite hobby is being a new dad of twins. Drew, how's that going for you, man? I know I have kids. I can't imagine having twins. Uh, it hits you real quick when you have two right off the bat. So for, for, first and last for me, uh, they're about 15 months old now. So starting to settle in a little bit, but I would say that first year, man, chaotic. Oh, oh my gosh. I, I just remember having our first and we're like, what are we doing? Imagine having two. I don't know. And you know, what's crazy. I used to think I wanted twins and now I'm like, dude, that'd be crazy. It'd be crazy. So there's no roadmap. They don't give you, they don't give you a map to figure everything out. For sure, man. Well, interesting enough today, we're not going to be talking about twins and how to that roadmap, but that might be a great podcast for a different day. Uh, today we're going to talk about the art and science of curiosity and you, um, drew, you've made your career in being in marketing. Uh, what have you noticed tends to be a problem with leaders and entrepreneurs who don't innovate. That's what we're thinking about today. Yeah, so I think the problem that I see most commonly uh, is people who struggle. Um, they're likely not curious enough, you know, going back to our topic here. I think there's enough of a correlation there to draw some foundational levels of association along the way, right? Because if you're not curious enough, yeah. you likely don't listen enough um, to colleagues and to your customers, you know, especially your customers. So I think regardless of which department you are in, uh, and just especially a smaller company like the one that I'm in, it's critical that you both talk to and listen to your customers in real time. Needs are changing, wants are changing. So when I think about my role as a marketing leader, uh, I need to keep a constant pulse on the industry and that includes the customers and all of the marketing tactics and ideologies that are floating around within that. And so I also need to be able be able to identify the trends within that as well as constantly try and test like marketers do and evolve our approach over time. So really what I believe is, I guess, essentially listening leads to curiosity and curiosity leads to innovation. Mm, that's so good. That's good. Yeah, let me repeat that again. You said listening leads to curiosity and curiosity leads to innovation. And, and what's awesome about that, right, Drew, is that you're in marketing. Right now we're talking about marketing, but that principle can be applied to any area of life, right? That's like right. that's the art and science of curiosity is that you can apply it wherever. So, so why is curiosity, why do you feel like curiosity, that middle part is so, so needed in these times today? So you actually stole some, some thoughts in my head there because curiosity <laughs> is needed in a lot of different ways, right? Just both professionally and in your personal life. And I think um, the best part about curiosity is that it translates anywhere, no matter what industry, what company you're at, role you have. Um, but I think there are a few, you know, reasons that I think you absolutely need curiosity in order to succeed, right? So I think going back to innovation, 
there are new strategies and features and functionalities and tools and tactics that pop up every day. It can be hard to keep up, especially in marketing, right? Um, but if you're curious, it provides new information all the time for you, right? So if that is the case, you can really sink your teeth into new things. And if you adapt that style, um, all the information comes to you, yeah. you know? And so by keeping up with, you know, experts and influencers in the role, social media, LinkedIn's a great place right now. People in other roles uh, that are similar to yours, you can find endless amounts of content. So I think that's the yeah. person that comes to mind. Um, outside of that, I think you need to know how to ask better questions. Um, good questions in a lot of ways are the raw material for curiosity. And it's difficult to be curious about something when you can't or don't ask questions. And yeah, third, you know, I would say it helps you walk in the shoes of your audience. People are curious. They want to get under the skin and into the brains uh, of the people they're marketing to. And, and I guess that's more of a marketer's thought, but you still want to understand the challenges and the goals and the aspirations that they have, regardless uh, if you're in marketing or sales yeah. or in product uh, or just on the leadership team in general. And then lastly, I would say you need to understand what works and why it's working. Knowing a tactic or a strategy can be successful, but that's, that's really not enough because you need to understand the why behind it right? Why is it working? Because if you understand what works and yeah. why it works, then you can replicate it and you can improve on things over time. Drew, I feel like you just gave us a masterclass on how to grow curiosity with those five <laughs> things. I was just like, oh, I'm like, those are awesome. Uh, let, let's go to the first one. Cause I, I think you talked about something that I'm, I'm really curious about actually, where you said there's endless amounts of information that you could find if you're curious, how do you balance curiosity without getting overwhelmed, you know, when you see so much stuff and being curious? Well, I love that question because you're absolutely right. We're, we're inundated with so much information. Maybe the challenge is really digging further into your curiosity to know what you're curious about. I, I think you can be curious about a lot of things and that can pull you in different directions, but maybe just prioritizing those things, um, or diving deep enough into certain things to where you have an idea of where you'd like to spend your time a little bit more than other places. You know, right now reading books for me is um, super interesting because I can pick up a book and read it. And maybe that gives me an idea of something I want to learn next. And it kind of takes me down a path, but I'm able to kind of choose that. Uh, social media is tough though, because there are so many different things being said. What do you gravitate to? So I don't know that I have a perfect answer for you, but I, but I will just echo your statement that it's a huge challenge in general to stay focused or stay aligned to a few different things that matter to you the most. Yeah. I think that part of right there is super huge of like for, for leaders and entrepreneurs, whoever's listening, trying to grow in curiosity is that aspect of like, do you know what you're curious about? You said like, be curious about your curiosity and prioritize that stuff. Cause if you don't prioritize it, you're going to be like, I have 50, uh, tabs open in Google, right? And you've like gone into this crazy rabbit hole. And I've been there multiple times. I do. I, I'm in that rabbit hole right now. I've got I've got <laughs> 30 tabs ready to go. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, I'll get to this one day. I'll read this and I'll figure it out. Uh, one day well, it'll happen. <laughs> one day. 
I used to bookmark um, all the things that I wanted to do. I just stopped because I was like, I've never looked through those ever. I Ken, just stopped. I just we're, the same, we're the same person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Oh, that's awesome, man. Okay, so you, you talked about a lot of great things, especially that, that last part is like, you need to understand what works and why it's working so you can replicate it. Um, walk me through a little bit about this, because especially with our, our next question, when we talked about this topic of uh, the art and science, right, of curiosity, those are typically opposite ends of the spectrum. So what do you mean by that? And how does that apply to understanding stuff and replicating it and all these other things that we're talking about today? Yeah, it's it's a great question, right? They are sort of opposite ends of the spectrum. I think what I what I gave you before this was seemed more like the art uh, in itself, whereas maybe what I'm about to give you next is more of the science, right? So I think from a okay. from a science perspective, it's also really interesting because this not only benefits you in a job, um, but in your personal life and all those things combined together. It's 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 actually very fascinating. So I think. Um, it plays a very important role in that aspect. One, I think it, you know, really just helps us survive. Curiosity helps us survive. And what I mean by that is, you know, our brains have evolved to release dopamine, you know, and other feel good chemicals when we encounter new things, we like new things, um, for the most part. Right. And that's fascinating because when you're curious, you're more susceptible, um, to those feel good things. So I think that's important Two, uh, it makes us happier. Curiosity makes us happier. How? Well, research, you know, has shown that curiosity is associated with several things, right? Higher level of positive emotions, lower levels of anxiety, greater psychological well-being. You know, a lot of a lot of things, including just just general satisfaction with life. So, I think when you're curious, you're opening more doors in your mind and exploring possibilities, uh, and you're not boxed in. And I think along with those two, I go to achievement. Uh, I think it impacts achievement to a large degree. You know, your performance at work, um, the way you engage with people. Um, but we're really interested in what we're doing. Uh, it gets easier to get involved and put effort in and do well and all those things that snowball on top of that. And then lastly, I would just say, for me, this is this has been a, a really good one and things that I've noticed improving over time. And that's that's really empathy, right? Marketing in a lot of ways is about empathy, but so is being curious because when you're curious, you talk to people outside of your usual circle or you encounter different perspectives um, or you're more open-minded in general. And so if you're able to understand those experiences and worldviews a little bit differently, uh, that opens up so many doors for you. Yeah. That's so good, man. Let, let's dig deep into this empathy part. Cause when you said that, I'm like, oh, you're right. Like you, you start to get to know other people and encounter different perspectives for people who are listening to this. Some, there tends to be people who are drivers, right? And when they're driving, they tend to lack empathy. How do they grow in empathy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, who, I don't know if that's a, an equation I have the solution for, I, I may lean back on, um, things like books, uh, things like, you know, when, when you can, when you can put yourself in the shoes of other people, um, that gets you halfway to empathy, you know, putting yeah. yourself in the shoes of someone else puts you halfway toward empathy. And what I mean by that is just really from time to time, having the awareness 
to put yourself in those shoes to get started in the first place. So I think that's important just in general conversations that you have with your team, uh, conversations you may have with customers, people like you and I, if we just jump on a call, right, and we're talking and we don't know much about each other, like really just trying to understand what you're interested in, your thoughts, the way your perspective is, because our realities individually are products of our perception. So um, the more we can do that, the closer we can get. I don't know that that's the totality of it, right? But um, that does a lot of the heavy lifting for you. Yeah. No, and that's great, man. I, I think you 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 hit it right on the nose when you're like, just understanding the other person's perspective is half the battle, right? Like, are we willing to stop enough to just like listen? And especially in our culture today, right? It's kind of, it's very polarized uh, in so many different ways, but just like, would we stop and listen to the other person? Um, it, it was it was just a great thought and a great reminder for me, at least, to be like, hey, how can I be more empathetic? That's really why I was asking you the question, Drew, is because I know you I can fall know. into that. I want to know. I, I just like, sometimes I could drive and forget. I need empathy. So uh, with that, man, You've talked you've talked about this here and there, but like, how can someone grow in curiosity, right? If we're talking about uh, empathy, the art and science of it, how do we do this? How do we grow in it? Okay, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna break down a quick framework here. I, I think three questions, like when you came to mind immediately when you asked that question, asking what if, asking why, and asking how. Those three questions open a lot of doors for you. Um, they lead you toward the path of curiosity, right? Because once you open that door, you're going to get to a point um, or a destination that you probably wouldn't have got to had you not taken the time to think of those questions, number one. But those could answer, uh, those could lead to additional questions that be that are asked after that. So the, the framework, like for me, that works, right? Uh, we've talked about books a lot already, but I think yeah. reading different topics. Uh, and this can be, you know, a, a hardback book or, however you like to read, right? Maybe it's audio. Um, if you read different topics and then follow the things that generally interest you, that helps a ton. You know, so one rule I follow is if I run into something I deem interesting, I drop everything that I'm doing and I study it and I try to break it down. Um, I can't say I do it 100% of the time, but that is so powerful in itself because the other part of doing stuff like reading books uh, it's hard to retain knowledge. You know, you, you can read a book yeah. that's 300 pages and maybe you walk away with two or three lines, you know, that, that really stick with you. And where did, where did the rest of it go? You know? So I think one thing you can do along the way by reading books or, uh, going down that pathway is to drop everything, study it, break it down and follow that curiosity. The other thing we already hit on, but I think it's talk to talk to people with different perspectives and interest than you. And uh, that also helps you build stronger relationships with the empathy that we talked about. Lastly, be okay asking dumb questions, right? Because tying this back to business, uh, a lot of bad leadership comes from the inability or unwillingness, I guess, in some ways to ask questions. Um, I've yeah. watched, I've personally watched talented people, people with much higher IQs than me uh, who have failed as leaders and uh, they can talk brilliantly but they're not very good at asking questions. So while they know a lot at a high level, uh, they don't know what's going down further down in the company, in the system. Some things that are, uh, they're afraid to ask, but they don't realize is uh, the dumbest questions can be pretty powerful and they can unlock a conversation. 
Yeah. Yeah, man, that's so interesting because people are typically afraid to ask the dumb questions because they they equate asking the dumb question with their identity, right? So if if I ask that, then I must be dumb. And it's like, we've we've no, all been there. Asking. We've no, all period. been there. Yeah. 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 And it's so hard, man. So I, I love that you were just like, be okay with it. Like, it's going to be all right. Like, you're not, your soul is not going to be crushed. It's going to work out. And, and maybe that could be a little bit of an ego thing too. Um, yeah. It could be, you know, because uh, people are, some people are, are, they try to put on such a good show that they're flawless and flaws are okay. Flaws are accepted. We all make mistakes or half loss, right? So uh, I think at some point you got to learn to let go of maybe what others think about you or something with the ego to let those things go to get to where you want to go. Because if you don't ask the question, you're not going to get there. You know, you're just not. Yeah. Um, so what may seem dumb in your mind is maybe pretty smart for somebody else. Maybe they were wanting to ask the same exact question as you, but they didn't pull the trigger and you did. Yeah. Well, man, as you were, as you were talking about that, right. And just bringing up the ego, it's like, man, if you have a self-inflated ego, you're not going to listen. You're not going to be empathetic. You're not going to do all the things. You're not going to be curious. All the things you just talked about. It's like that, that is a, a major part of it. Right. Or you're just like, oh, you want to grow in these things? Like work on that, work on, work on making sure you, you know who you are and, and where you stand. Uh, so Drew, that, that was really good, man. Any, as you're thinking about this, for someone who's trying to grow in curiosity and 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 work on it, what are some last words you would want to share with entrepreneurs and leaders on this topic? Curiosity, I mean, it's such a backbone piece to, uh, I think, piece of this puzzle. But at the at the same time, anybody can become an entrepreneur in some ways. There, there is no entrepreneurship yeah. gene out there that we just have. I think if you do a few different things, you'll likely get there. Uh, I think if you are an observer and you frequently ask questions um, and ask yourself things, how how they could be done better, that's a that's an important first step. Um, understanding the steps of innovation in terms of how I go from an idea, an ideation, to the execution and implementation of that idea. Um, I think you need to be able to manage the change that's required to successfully implement an idea because a lot of things aren't static and they're frequently evolving and adapting. And I think lastly, you need to have a passion for continuously improving, you know, your organization and, uh, maybe even your own department and if nothing else yourself. So yeah. those to me are crucial, but it also helps if you're open to new ideas and you're conscientious and you're action oriented and self-motivated. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome, man. I wrote like you were an observer, frequently asked questions, open to new ideas, action-oriented, understanding the steps of innovation, manage change to implementing an idea, and passion to continuously improve. That right there, if someone you're listening to and you're like, oh my gosh, what did he just go through? He just gave you a masterclass. <laughs> that's what he just gave you. <laughs> Good, uh, man. Drew, uh, can you, before we leave, before we leave, man, can you hone in a little bit like, Understanding the steps of innovation. You said that in, in, in you just like, oh yeah, implementation, execution. What are, what are some basic steps people should be thinking through if they want to grow in that one? Well, I know a lot of people that like to start things that have ideas, but they're, but they're not finishers. Yeah. Um, you know, I think for a long time I was that person. Um, and it, it, it could be very, that, that answer could be 
very unique to the way that your organization is set up. But I think um, if you're leading a team, right, there are going to be certain things that that you can and will want to delegate. Uh, I think the purpose of you know building a team also is to hire people that are smarter than you in some areas. You know, they do something yeah. much better at you over here, much better at you over here. You're you're hiring for your own weaknesses in some facets, and also where they're going to make the biggest impact on the company. And so. Um, if you have those folks on your team, they can help bring you there too. And I just think of my own team here at Lasso. I've got some some super talented people that that sit on my team, and um, you know I couldn't do half of it by myself. I, I'm used to being scrappy too, but it takes team, it takes collaboration, it takes good communication because a lot of times the thing that breaks things down is communication, communication or lack thereof. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, sometimes you can tackle things together and I tackle this piece and you tackle that piece. Maybe we can get there as a team, right? So maybe you're not having to put all that pressure on yourself to tackle big items. I know that was something that I struggled with initially, uh, because in a lot of ways I was a perfectionist. I, I didn't trust, you know, to just give stuff away and I knew I could do it and I'm it'd probably faster. And I, I, you know, selfishly like it better and all that good stuff, but you know, that's just not scalable and it doesn't work like that. And, um, you know, you have to have trust in your team. You have to know what their, their strengths and weaknesses are. We've all got strengths, we've all got weaknesses and, um, hone in on that when you're trying to get from the starting line to the finish line. Dude, that's awesome, man. You know, what's great is that sometimes a lot of times people talk about the framework or like, oh yeah, there's, there's brainstorming. And then from brainstorming, like, so, like, cl um, clarifying what you want to do, then testing it. And you are like, no, no, no. In order to actually do all that, you need a team. And you need to be able to like operate a team well with good communication. That's the bedrock for any Absolutely. innovation. Dude, that was so good, man. Drew, uh, with all that being said, I'm sure we could talk a lot more about this concept. But if people wanted to reach out to you and, and talk more or just learn more from you, what's the best way to, to reach out to you? Yeah, I, th I think it's LinkedIn right now. Um, Ken, I, you know, you know this, um, but LinkedIn is such a special place right now. I think for people that are yeah. curious and kind of fit perfectly into this conversation, they're entrepreneurs, they are curious, um, they want to learn, uh, and they want to share. So the trend that I noticed, right, was, was people were sharing really valuable things, um, yeah. both in marketing and outside of marketing that I just, I thought were incredible. And that brought me in and, and now I'm an everyday contributor there. I love to share and provide feedback for other people and also find new ideas that they have that could work well here. And so that's where you could find me. That's the best place. Um, Drew Brucker on LinkedIn. Uh, but yeah, it, Ken, this was an awesome conversation. I, I really appreciate you having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. And for anyone who, who wants to know what kind of content Drew writes, I've really, really been encouraged by all his copywriting uh, tips. Bro, you like you write stuff and I'm like, oh my gosh. I have failed at copywriting, right? Like, hey, oh, but it's so copywriting, good. Everybody fails at copywriting and it's, it's, it, you know, the great thing about copywriting and, and same with marketing, I guess, to a, to a large degree is, uh, there, there seemingly is no finish line. You're never going to get to a place where you feel like you've got it all figured out. Yeah. Uh, and again, rolls right back into this conversation of being curious, learning along the way, having fun with it and not taking yourself too seriously. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, Drew, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. Really appreciate it. Really, I've uh, been appreciating 
the relationship on LinkedIn and everything that we that you've been contributing. It's been awesome. For those of you who want to follow him, it's Drew at Brucker, which is B-R-U-C-K-E-R, right? For, for uh, Drew Brucker, follow him. He's an awesome dude. Great stuff. Again, Drew, thank you so much. And for those of you who are listening, uh, catch us on the next episode. Thank you for joining me on this episode. If you like this podcast, leave a five-star review and share this episode with someone who will benefit from it. Until next time.